Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher, joined, as always, by the redoubtable J.P. Russell. I don't know what that means. <laughs> now, before we get started, I, I'd like to mention something. Uh, earlier this week, a friend of mine and I were talking about the, um, the, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, this is a type of cognitive bias in which people tend to overestimate their intelligence and that uh, some folks literally don't possess the skills to recognize their own incompetence. And I thought that was interesting, and I'm not necessarily sure why <laughs> today we're talking about greatest hits <laughs> the 21st episode of season three and the 70th episode of lost overall our centric character is everyone's favorite dollar store noel gallagher charlie pace greatest hits takes place on the 90th day after the mid-air breakup and crash of oceanic flight 815 jp yeah you got a recap for us? <laughs> I suppose. Um, all right. I'm going to give this a shot here. We open with someone racing across the beach, running towards a boat. Could it be Boone? Probably not. This episode focuses on everyone's favorite bassist, Charlie McLast name. Desmond <laughs> informs Charlie that he has to drown to save Claire. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> we... We get flashes into Charlie's past, and we see that he lived the wettest life of all of history. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben takes a page out of the George Bush Iraq playbook, a hasty invasion, license to kill all men, round up the women, and sort it all out later. <laughs> Our heroes must race against the clock to double-cross the double-cross. Will they get out in time? Will Charlie die? Will Bernard learn the difference between a sheet bend knot and a sailor's hitch? Find out on Season 3, Episode 21, Greatest Hits. <laughs> we have a guest uh, uh, again, as we always do. Uh, we have the wonderful Jack Kelly with us. Thank you for coming on the show, Jack. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I yes. greatly appreciated your <laughs> summation of the episode. Because um, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about how wet this episode was. Too. I, I am, I'm dripping with anticipation. Uh, Jack, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are, are you a fan of Lost? Did you watch Lost when it was on TV or is this your first episode? This is not my first episode, but I did not watch okay. it when it was on. I've okay. seen like a season and a half of Lost. And then mm -hmm. I either just like got really busy. Uh, it's probably a combination of getting really busy uh, losing interest because in the middle of season two, just like nothing's happening. <laughs> and also probably the next DVD was not available at the front desk of my college dorm. So sure, sure. Um, I somebody was using it as an ashtray or something. Probably, yeah. probably, <laughs> gotcha. um, you know, so it was, you know, so who knows, who knows, but I've seen a season and a half. So like, but that was also officially over 10 years ago. So mm, right. I have like I have very few memories and I obviously did not get this far. So I 
um, had a lot of questions, and I was, and I also did not watch the recap before Perfect. the episode. We, we always we always skip the recap. But you're not completely <laughs> foreign to these characters, you know. You see Jack, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah that guy. You, it, know? you know, it just feels like, you know, you went to like that one like mixer in high school that like was kind of. <laughs> memorable but like not in a wholly positive way but also not in a wholly <laughs> negative way but there's like a couple sure. of people that you're like oh right that guy i don't yeah, remember sure. what his deal sure. was but i remember he was interesting yeah with the face yeah yeah yeah, mm, gotcha. yeah. that's very much how i felt and there were some people where i was like what the fuck is this person <laughs> and whereas like don't worry because like, i'm there i'm right there with you i mean like like Claire, for instance, I was like, who is this? And then they like, you know, shot back to like, you know, one of the one of the throwbacks was like, you know, oh, it's like, oh, from the plane crash. And I was like, oh, she was there from the beginning. Why don't I remember her at all? <laughs> Just yeah, because one of, her, one of her most important uh, personality characteristics is that she's wildly unforgettable. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, Jack, what um, what kind of stuff do you typically watch? Um, like. What what do you what catches your interest in terms of streaming movies television? Ugh, I am a heavy TV watcher. Okay. Uh, I I yeah heavy TV watcher. I actually was just uh, telling Adam before this that I have trained some of my friends to assume that I have not seen a movie first. Sure. Because it is just much easier to make that assumption. Got it. There are so many I have not seen. Like I saw Top Gun for the first time in the last like six months i'm 30 <laughs> years old uh so but i yeah big tv watcher primarily i watch uh tv comedies because i want to eventually write for television preferably comedies uh, but i do watch some dramas most like i said mostly comedies mm -hmm. so but it's i'll watch i'll watch anything streaming network cable uh premium any anything yeah yeah. What do you say we get into it then? Let's uh, let's, let's get talk into about it. To, let's talk about Lost. Um, greatest Hits originally aired on May sixteenth, two thousand and seven. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Stephen Williams, the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen mm -hmm. Williams. Uh, I think I think Stephen Williams has only directed about a thousand episodes of Lost at this point. Like I feel yeah. like we're mentioning his his name every other episode. Right. Um, uh, this is, but this is only the second time we've seen uh, Kisses and Horowitz come in, and they are uh, you. Most people probably recognize their names from uh, the storybook show, the fairy tale. Um, One, uh, once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. Yeah, they they co-created and wrote that. Um, so uh, they're they're pretty regular writing partners. The the two of them wrote together a ton of uh, Once Upon a Time. The only part that's interesting about the about uh, Hor Kisses and Horowitz writing this episode is that it's the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, and so like Kitsis and Horowitz, uh, they did a fair amount of writing for Lost. Um, so it's uh, interesting to me that um, the showrunners put the put this episode in their hands. Um, so, you know, there, there uh, was a lot of trust there, I think, within the writers room, uh, for, uh, at least for the showrunners to give uh, give them such a, in my opinion, a pretty awesome and important episode. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the actual content of the show. Anyway, um, I was. Um, I tried to write a Stephen Williams joke here. I, I, I spent okay. the last two the, weeks the, I know. and the, I, the, the, the well is dry. It's <laughs> well, you know, what's not dry. This episode, Char Charlie, 
<laughs> Let's get into it. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> bam. Somebody starts running. Uh, somebody's running for a canoe. Um, and yeah, JP, like you said in the recap, is it Boone? Because that's what I, I was like, that that looks a lot like Boone. Yeah. But, but I, I know Boone's not alive. Uh, Boone's, Boone's dead 100. men don't run. That's right. Dead men don't run, grow canoes. Don't They don't do nothing. <laughs> this little scene, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's such a short list, but like that happens and then it just cuts to uh the the survivors and right just like why did we need to see that <laughs> I, yeah it does it i don't know like just to, to start it off with some some momentum some yeah, sure. they wanted yeah. something like in media res and was like to catch your interest right. and you're like okay we're we're like three episodes to the end of this right. of the end of the third season we're in it you don't need right. to do this anymore guys right. there's already <laughs> enough tension built up yeah nobody nobody you know you know, 13 years from now, 14 years from now is going to try to like, just like individually watch these episodes and try to make sense of anything. You can just jump no, right that in. Would never nope. That would never happen. That would never happen. <laughs> Cuts to the survivors. Uh, Hiken. Um, I can't remember who said it, but uh, Hiken's just an asshole's way of saying walking. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is everybody. This is, yeah. this is, oh, this is the, the hiking crew here. It, uh, Jack, Juliet, Saeed, Kate, Jin, Sun, Hurley, Desmond, Claire, and Charlie all and, heading and somewhere. Jack and Juliet are the only ones carrying backpacks. So I was just kind of like, Ooh, this feels really bad. This feels like Jonestown. Like <laughs> yeah, this, this feels ugh. really chain gangy. This feels really like some yeah. sort of abduction type thing. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they had more supplies at Jonestown. <laughs> so, when everybody in this episode was just carrying water, so you could argue they had better drinks too. No, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're so they're they're chatting like I uh, I can't remember who brings it up, but so, <laughs> Charlie Charlie asks a question that I've asked uh, yes. yes so many times in in every episode. Nobody's gonna nobody's telling them where they're going, and Charlie's like, "Why is everything a secret?" <laughs> Yes, it, this comes up several times in this episode. Uh, there, it starts with this, but then also several interactions with Saeed, where it's like Jack is the most just uh, impulsive person, yeah. and everything is a panic, and everything is a crisis, and everything is now we don't have time to talk, and everyone around him just wants to be like, "Hey, can we just talk?" He's like, a he. I, we could talk about this obviously later, but he is a bad leader. Jack is a oh, yeah. bad Terrible. leader. Yes. Absolutely. And, and we've, we've talked about it at length on the show, but this is yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is just like a cautionary tale of what happens when you put white men in charge. Like <laughs> everybody else who's not like a straight white man is just like, hey, I got some yeah. questions. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, okay, hold on. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was going down the rabbit hole of trying to make this an Iraq war allegory, it is also kind of a Cold War allegory. Because okay. right, you got Reagan, you got Gorbachev, right? They're the heads of these individual nations that are about to kill each other, but it's really just these two men that can't pull their heads out of their asses, right? <laughs> so you've got Ben and you got Jack. They just want to kill each other and their respective people, and everyone else is like, I guess uh, we're doing this? Like, I, I guess we follow them because of where we live? <laughs> I, I, I guess, guess I don't want to be left out. Or because there's just nothing else to do, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Sure. Like 
every everything that I, Jack and, and to a, the, a larger extent Ben too. Yeah, like everything always has the 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 subtext of I don't have time to explain, and then and all the survivors are like we we nothing but time. We're we've been stranded on an island for three months. You can right. spare five minutes to fill us in. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, my next note here is uh, Jin has competition now for hottest guy on the island, uh, and that would be Desmond. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the survivors walking across this field, and my eye was immediately drawn to Desmond, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, is he the only person on the island who has conditioner? He's the only person <laughs> who has access to a beard trimmer. Uh, his, his shirt is, like, perfectly unbuttoned to the appropriate spot. The sleeves are rolled up to the right spot. I And I almost forgot that Jin was there. Uh, <laughs> well, he's he's competing with Sawyer, whose hair looks like an old doll's hair like that's been left in the sun. Andy doll. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I have so many questions about Desmond. I have so many questions. You, uh, in, in when uh, your original watching of Lost, uh, Jack, did you ever get introduced to Desmond? I don't think so. I don't okay. remember him, but also, to be fair, I don't remember most of them. That's fair. Uh, but De- Desmond was not. He's not a. He's not a plane crash survivor. Right. We know that. We know that much. Um, that I. Fi- uh, that I. That yeah. I think I knew because I was like, I don't remember being introduced to him, yeah. but. I I have my own personal theories about Desmond, which are probably sure. wrong, um, <laughs> because this is the only season three episode I've seen. But I, yeah, I just I was like, what are these flashbacks about? Yeah. Why is he seeing these yeah. flashes of whatever? He's got the dead zone. <laughs> I just, <laughs> which is like the third time I've brought that up in this podcast. Well, it's like it's like he's got these flashes, and but like part of it is like he knows the future in a way, but like. By telling somebody that you know the future, you can also convince them of, like, what they have to do. Right. So sure. it's like – so he could he, – and if you know your targets, you can tell them, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, oh, this is what I need you to do to, in order to, like, enact my plan. So I'm sitting over here going, like, is Desmond a bad guy? Sure. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. even think about that till just now. But, yeah, that's a, you could be if, – if you had this so-called power, you could be super manipulative with it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially – well, especially because, like, he and Charlie, like, I mean, it's later in the episode, but just, like, it's like he and Charlie are, like, keeping this to themselves that he's seen yeah. – he's had this vision and so it's like and and obviously it's like charlie can be kind of easily manipulated and <laughs> you don't say uh so yeah you, yeah jack you said it uh, desmond has flashes what the what's going on so yeah a lot of questions about desmond in his moments uh of screen time um but uh, we find out where they're hiking to. Uh, Jack collars out into the woods for resident island maniac uh, Daniel Russo. He he calls her out, and she's right there. Right? She's this like, woman? You, you didn't have to yell. Who we is, don't know who this woman is. Who is she? Who we don't is know. she? She is the jungle. She, uh, great. I mean, that's a better explanation than the show gave. Uh, uh. What little we know about Danielle is... Um, she she is likely uh, <laughs> the the French woman quote unquote. She was who, raised by wolves one hundred percent. But like apparently we're, we 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 can sort of gather that she she's been on she's also been on the island for a long time. She's not a survivor. Yep. Potentially uh, decades. <laughs> she 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 actually at one point later said that she had been there for sixteen years. Yeah. yeah, or made yeah, a reference yeah. to sixteen years. Yeah, 
but yeah, she's got uh, she's got some dynamite <laughs> again. Th- this is a thing that they could have shared to be like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to blow something up. Cover your ears, cover your eyes like this is a dangerous situation. Well, it, Being it's that, that close to an explosion. <laughs> and it's also Jack has unilaterally made the decision that they are going to kill all these other people. Yep. Yep. We're going to blow they're, them all to hell. There's no vote. There's no. no talking about the group. It is this plan has already been put in place and we are going to enact it. Jack he's, is, a, is a psychopath. That's yeah, just how and, it is. And he's got those wild, unhinged eyes as he's giving that yeah. big sale speech about we're going to blow them all to hell. And it's like, your time on the island has changed you. Yes. <laughs> or, or has it? We don't really know a ton about what Jack was like before the plane crash. But the, yeah, this, he's, this is definitely a different man than the pilot. But yeah, you're right, JP. See, yeah, it's a, it's a psychopath. It's like, I uh, I want to blow everybody up. What do you, how do you the group feel about it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have the ability to blow them up. It is an option. Should let's discuss. Yeah, no, it's we are blowing them up. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like it's almost like we're blowing them up. Thoughts, thanks, and then just moves on. <laughs> moving, <laughs> just, moving on. Just like the the window for public comment is so short. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I po- I posted a notice for public meeting regarding the blow up the others with the dynamite plan in the bamboo kitchen. You guys had the opportunity to come to the meeting. Nobody no, showed up. He, he wrote it in the sand, and the waves washed it <laughs> I away. I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it in the sand right near the water. Why didn't you guys see it? Uh, <laughs> so then we cut to Charlie. He's goddamn millennials can't change a tire on a vehicle. Um, uh, we start having some Charlie flashbacks um, to when uh, their their song was first played on the radio. I was pretty proud of this joke, and I apologize if anybody's made it in the past because it has been seventeen years since this show's been on the air. Um, but I, I was going to say we flashback to Foasis's first hit single. Get it. JP is, it pos- JP, is it possible for you to fire a co-host? I was wondering, Jack, do you want to jump on a different call with me? You and I can jump on a call and then... Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we, just, can, yeah okay. we can totally yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it does not become readily clear as to why we are cutting back to this uh, specific moment in Charlie's history until, like, way later, I guess. Way later. <laughs> Way yeah. later, it's like it's pouring rain. Charlie's mm-hmm. gonna Charlie's gonna quit the band, and it's probably. I mean, it, he probably should have. But then, but yeah, then we just we just cut back, and so like the show isn't. I mean, we can we can gather from the title of the episode, greatest hits. Like we're right, you know, we're gonna be going through Charlie's greatest hits. Cut back to <laughs> the beach, the island. The scene was so short. The thing that drove me nuts about it when I was watching was like, it it was so quick and it was so. Uh, such a non sequitur that I was just like, oh, are we gonna have more of these? I, it made me really, uh, not, it yes. made me really not want to see any more flashbacks. If they're as riveting as this one, this is also <laughs> Exhibit A of how wet this episode mm-hmm. is because it is mm-hmm. pouring oh, yeah. rain while they are trying to kick the tire, yep. not even changing it. He just, just kicks the tire, it. and then their song comes on the radio, and then they're super jazzed, and it's like. Okay, your song's on the radio. 
you're still stuck in the mud. Right. I, I hope I hope you weren't having a gig tonight because you're all going to get pneumonia. Well, but it's also like, yeah, Charlie's supposed to be like the primary songwriter. But at the same time, he's also the bassist. Hey, bassist, get outside and change the fucking tire. Like, you're not the, you're not the drummer. Like, we need him to be OK. <laughs> then Desmond starts giving Charlie some odd looks while he's on the beach. He's talking to Claire. And he eyes. Keeps, yeah, I was like. Are, are they about to kiss right now? Like, oh my god, that would have made this show so much better for me. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for it, but whatever. Oh well, right. they also they also talk about the Looking Glass. Yeah, thing. that's that's the next thing I have. They're they're in the process of planting the dynamite, and uh, and then they, yeah, they start talking about the Looking Glass, this underwater Dharma station. Um, that the uh, oh, the, the the thing that brings it up is the radio. The Saeed's trying to get Naomi's cell phone, oh, satellite right, right, phone right. radio to work, and and that's when Danielle's like, "My signal's been playing for sixteen years. Nobody ever heard me." And then Juliet's like, "That's because we did it." Nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so like, uh, so she she tells him about the the looking glass and how this this weird signal jammer of some sort. It's blocking Rousseau's signal. Uh, it'll block Naomi's signal. Uh, Saeed's like, fuck it, I know how to fix it. Oh, I, doesn't matter what it is, just show me where it is and I'll fix it. <laughs> well, but uh, again, Saeed has to like stop Jack dead in his tracks and be like, listen, I'm trying, you can take two minutes to have this talk. Yeah. You know, but right, no, yeah, no, there's, like, there's no time. Yeah, he's like, we'll deal, we'll deal with that later. We got to deal with this first. I feel like this, this- so, so much of Jack's story in this episode is he's that person that says they're so busy but every time you see them, they're not really doing much, right. but they're mm-hmm. so busy and they cannot right. talk to you. And you're like, yes. pal, I just, too busy. I just <laughs> saw you just like sitting over there having a crisis. So maybe we have time to talk now. No, so maybe? busy, so busy. Yo, <sighs> Desmond, uh, Desmond's uh, eyeball and Charlie. Uh, and so Desmond and Charlie go to have a conversation and Charlie talks to him about the he's like you're having flashes like what's going on so this is obviously something that's been happening before and it's and it's like and going back to what you were talking about earlier jack uh you have to like yeah like if you don't know anything about desmond like you or like me like jp like is is desmond trying to get char- is, does he just want him dead for no good reason like <laughs> because if they were failed attempts before and he says, no, this time you have to die. It's just right. like the like, no, I need you to die this time <laughs> because right. I right. need my I, plan I, to work. He, right. I've yes. laid this foundation that I've been like, yeah, I've been helping you be aware of your potential death. But this time, you know, here it comes. Charlie's got to die this time. He's got to die. Desmond had a, a, a vision of Claire and little little baby turnip head uh, getting on a rescue helicopter. Claire was like. What if they're coming for my baby again? I was like, not everything's about you, Claire. Shut up. <laughs> right? You, you've already been kidnapped. Let somebody else have a turn. They don't care. They gave you back. No one cares. <laughs> this uh, is this is also like the period of time in television where especially like male showrunners thought like, oh, well, yeah, we're going to we're going to feature women more. We're going to just have them be really annoying and just like their all of their storylines are going to focus on pregnancy because that's that's the only thing we think about women. And you're like, but yeah, oh, I mean, as, as far okay. yeah, if, if if the only thing I know about women I learned from Lost is that they can get pregnant. There are three of them pregnant in this episode. That's wild. That's uh, 
<laughs> I've never seen three pregnant women in one place in my real life, but I've seen it on television. <laughs> it's the flashback to the pool. Little Charlie's learning to swim, and Dad is, or I, I would assume Dad, or maybe just local neighborhood pool pervert. <laughs> um, maybe column A, column B. They don't have to be different people. Spider Man. Come on, Charlie. You can do it. You can do it. I'll catch you. I Um, almost had to turn on the subtitles because it's all time. Okay, take two to crump it. And I was like, what the fuck? Manchester accent. Manchester accent is rough. (laughs) Um, uh, Charlie's uh, probably dad. says he's gonna do one thing in this flashback um i'm gonna and i got i got uh, this is uh, gonna be a quick round of um trivia uh you're both gonna get one opportunity to answer um charlie's father uh says he's gonna do one thing in this flashback does he do it jack on the one hand no All on right. the other J- hand JP. chance to steal uh, no very much no <laughs> Okay, but 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 to be fair, if a child is jumping into a pool, do you actually want to wholesale catch the child because he jumps into no. the pool, but he's immediately scooped you, up? And honestly, you're, you're I think that's better right. parenting you're, than no, like you're right. catching the child. That's why you I was right. hesitating. I was like, no, this is good parenting. This scene was also too fucking long. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. are correct too on both those points. Long. I he, have so many actually, notes. <laughs> Yes, he actually does. Oh, yeah, th- I would does say I would argue job. that is a good, good parenting moment. Um, the scene is too long. It's too long. <laughs> well, but like, how many but times it, did he say, "I'll catch you. Don't worry." I like. I think. Uh, um, let me check my notes. Uh, a thousand times. A thousand yeah. times. It's his only line. Well, and then like again. Uh, a past Charlie is very wet. We get it. But the whole time the kid's just underwater, like, oh, waiting for dad to come pick him up. I'm like, yeah, we get it. He's going to drown to death. Foreshad- <laughs> like, I get it's it. Five shadowing. Move to it's the next better than scene. Honestly, the thing that freaked me out, like, the freaked me out the most is that, like, how old this kid is. And he's, like, helping him swim in the water. I was like, how old are we supposed to think Charlie is in this scene? Because I think uh, yeah, he's around, he's like, at least, like, nine? Ten? Nine, ten? Yeah. yeah. Like the, you should be able to swim by now. He's in yeah. fourth grade. He should know how to swim by now. And you know right. we're talking if he about know good, how to swim by now. He's not going to learn. Well, and <laughs> we're talking about good parenting. Like, okay, I may have to retract my statement if if you're teaching your kid how to swim at at nine years old. Yeah, the the subtext there is like he's a bad parent because he didn't have time to do it until just now. Lord, come on, Charlie's dad. <laughs> Up back to the island. So Saeed, uh, Saeed's like, hey, tell me everything you know about this place. While he's pointing, my guy, you have blueprints. <laughs> you have blueprints. <laughs> I was like, where did... Is this what a trick question? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's okay. Tell me though. everything you know about this. Uh, do you know how to read blueprints? <laughs> yes. It's all right here. <laughs> um... But yeah, they they discuss the um, the looking glass, yeah. which at least for us in the podcast here is the first time we are talking about the looking glass. Yes, they describe the looking glass as this sort of underwater Dharma station. We've heard a little bit about Dharma, we still don't know a ton about it, but they've obviously got these stations put standards uh, st- all over the island. This is an underwater station, I'm assuming for some sort of underwater research or uh, maybe just signal jamming. Maybe that's the only thing it does, but there's a way to get to it. It's got a, a moon pool, um, which is, it, it's a, it, an amazing scientific concept in which, you know, if the thing's filled with water, 
and, but it's got a hole in it. You know, if, as long as you maintain that air pressure or whatever, it won't fill up with water. It's cool. Somebody can hypothetically get into this place and shut off the jammer um, if they can swim down to it. But uh, they think it's flooded or it potentially may be flooded. Yeah. So it's likely uh, going to be a one way trip. Yeah, because Juliet had said that Ben told them all that it had been flooded. But if we know uh, anything yeah, yeah. about Ben, you cannot trust him. No, so. can't trust a goddamn thing he says. Charlie overhears them talking about this one-way flooded station thing and volunteers. Yeah, he's a he's a all all Olympic, all state, all British something. All state, all, all states, st- a, all states a type of car insurance. Yeah. Anyways, he can sw- <laughs> swim real good because uh, he did it once a long time ago and has since done a lot of drugs since. Uh, <laughs> drugs make you better at everything. He says he can hold his breath for up to four minutes, which is, I think, physically impossible. But it's only one way to find out. Everybody, th- let's the three of us hold our breath for four minutes and see if we can pull it off. Ready? Go. <gasps> That's gonna make for some great podcasting. Does it have? Does it have to be four minutes consecutively? Because <laughs> I can hold my breath for four minutes. Are you gonna try to breathe underwater? Because that's you know that's one way <laughs> to not yeah. breathe anymore. Yeah. Uh, more Jack horse shit here. Oh Jack, Jack's like, no, you can't. Don't you dare, or whatever. Like, well, Mister Doctor, fucking, I've got to do everything. Like. Wh- it, which parts con- of which parts of this plan are going to be left to other people? <laughs> and and in the same exchange here, I've been make I've I've been made to make decisions for this entire camp. I'm like, who put you in charge? Like, oh, man. A- unless that's in an episode where they are actually saying, Jack, you're you're the leader. I'm like, you're you're just the loudest person in the room. I gotta say, still very reflective of real life. <laughs> so <Yeah>. often, <laughs> right? so yeah. often, the worst person assigns themselves as leader, and yeah. you're like, "Oh man, cannot mm-hmm. wait to take over." Yeah. Uh, mutiny. There, there's there's a, a, f- a breath of fresh air though here in, like you said, JP, a very very fast paced, quick cutting episode for the most part. Yeah. Um, we cut th- we cut to the island's two cutest couples. Oh, oh my I love God, these two guys. Son and Jin and Rose and Bernard. And um, they're bringing back one of my favorite podcasts within a podcast segment's Canonical Knots. <laughs> which which premiered last episode, I believe. I think so. We were just talking about knots, man. Stop. Knots that are in the show. I love this segment, guys. Oh, let's let's talk about these knots. Hold on. I got some I got some Wikipedia pages here. Got some, got some Wait, did she was she talking about the were they were they doing the sheep shank knot? Yeah, this is the okay. sheep shank versus okay. the... Okay, so here's the thing about the sheep shank knot. The sheep shank knot is meant to shorten rope. So why were they using it to tie two ropes together? Right? That's not research. Sort of That's information I have in my head. Why? <laughs> You're the greatest guest we've ever had. <laughs> why? Why? And so it's also a very hard knot. Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's meant to shorten rope. So really, that is not the knot that she should have been using anyway. That's not the knot that she was using. So the writers were clearly like, what's the funniest name of the knot that we can find? Oh, Sheepshank. Can, Adam, uh, when you're editing this, can you do the air horn? The <laughs> like just fucking Shock Jack jog. Duncan Shock on the jog. knots. I love it. I was, oh, I was genuinely actually very mad about it. that scene. 
I mean, well, hey, this was this was my note. Fucking Bernard just out here mansplaining knots to Rose, and she just rubs it in his face. Like you don't know how to fucking tie knots. Don't tell me what's up. Fun like, fact: <laughs> neither of them know how to tie a fucking knot. Right. So and then Jack bringing it into stark relief. Actually, neither of them know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so many professional sailors are gonna love this episode. So good. Um, that's my demo. Our... That's my main demo. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> bringing that nautical audience to the show. Um, uh, yeah, just wait. Gin. Yeah, just oh, wait till you hear my hot takes on uh, on Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's for our other podcast. <laughs> it's called Gun Tops. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Ooh. Oh man! That would actually make Top Gun enjoyable. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that's the actual porno of Top Gun. Gun, gun, top. gun Tops. Oh my god. We we get a quick break from the survivors uh camp action. Uh we flash back to not Charlie's drenched lifestyle, but to 6 hours ago at the others camp. Ben's mm-hmm. Ben's house and his folk. What a strange flashback. Like flashing back 6 hours. The show does that. They they have this weird like, oh, we can't show you things in order. Uh, what was that last episode where we were dealing with that? Where yeah, the brig it had all it, the the flashbacks were only to like three or four days prior, right? Not yeah, like but everything was like yeah. it didn't it was, do a good job of telling you at anyway. But yeah, so the others camp uh, Ben. <laughs> And because we've seen the episode prior to this, uh, Ben comes back from his little excursion off to uh, somewhere. Um, and uh, uh, during that trip, he shot Locke and left him for dead in a hole. <laughs> yeah. John, John's having a real bad day. I will yeah. got to say, John Locke is one of the few characters from the show that I genuinely remember. And I love him. So yes. of, course, I was of course you very, do. I was very Jack, upset. You're, you're my new co-host. <laughs> Adam's been voted off the island. I'm being replaced, and it's happening right in front of me. He is John Locke. (laughs) When he lands on this island, this is literally the only story I remember from the season and a half I watched of the show. John Locke, like the plane crashes, he immediately loses his mind. And like oh, yeah. goes and like <laughs> yes. is obsessed with this fucking hatch, and like everyone's yes. like, okay, the old man's gone crazy, and he's just like, no, the hatch, and like, <laughs> and then because it's season two, and we we don't believe in thirteen episode seasons yet uh, as as a nation, you know, we draw this out, and that's when I lost interest. But like, I was so fascinated by like John Locke and his hatch, and I that's all I wanted to watch. I didn't care about anybody else. I was like, I want to watch the crazy old man in the jungle and his hatch. Um, so I'm the upset old man to... in the sea, the old man in his hands. Yes! yes, like I'm upset to hear that he was left in a ditch before this episode. <laughs> I was very upset that he was not in this episode. You and me um, both, Jack. I just I really like John Locke, he's great. <laughs> I'm gonna put the uh, that's, anyway, uh, uh, that's amazing. So, so, Ben's plan to kidnap all the pregnant women, uh, yes. He, he moves it up. Mm. He's he's like we're changing the plan. We're 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 putting it putting this plan into overdrive. So he gets uh, Ryan and some dudes. Uh, they go do it. Twelve hours ahead of schedule or whatever. Um, the, the voice of reason, Richard Alpert, is against it. Um, yeah. And well, the, and it's again, it's just you know a hasty like a hasty invasion is, right. usually isn't a good thing. No, um, <laughs> especially when there doesn't seem to be an actual need. To so, move up the timetable, but whatever. So in this situation, if Ben is uh, Bush two, who is Richard? Oh God! Um, 
dick army. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Good joke. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so so Richard uh, Richard's against it. Um, uh, Alex overhears this and uh, runs off to tell Carl. Um, Carl. I don't. uh, Did we? Did they say Alex's name in the episode? Yes, they did. Okay. They did say her name because I caught her name. Oh, did they? Okay. So yes. Yeah. Alex. um, It took a minute, but they did eventually say her name. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, She runs off uh, into the woods to tell Carl. Carl's hiding in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever. But she's like, "You gotta tell the survivors. Uh, You gotta, you know." uh, She reminds Carl that uh, Kate and Sawyer uh, saved his life. (laughs) There's like sort of a weird little like. Like teenage drama here. Yeah, it's like if your dad finds out I'm here, he's gonna kill me. I was like, is this an episode of fucking Seventh Heaven? And you're like like, the sneaking in the upstairs window. If he's even my dad, if he's even my dad, he's not my mom, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) But but apparently Alex has a point, and Carl's life was saved by uh, Kate and Sawyer. So. So he, he beats feet out. over to uh, the island. Yeah. So the, 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 that whole thing wraps up. And um, one cool thing about the, the invasion being moved up, regardless of how irrational it is in universe, it, it does create for us, the audience, a ticking clock. It, it, it turns the tension on the episode. Totally. Yeah. Way up, which is nice. It's like before they had a 24 hours to get ready for this invasion. Now that's gone. And so now the pressure is on. And that that's a... I think, at least from a narrative standpoint, nice. That's a well story. Done. That's a storytelling device right there. Now that Ben's modified his plan, uh, the the survivors are modifying their plan. Um, so the the change now is that Danielle is going to take the survivors to the radio tower. Uh, Jack and Saeed are going to stay at the camp and fight the others. Uh, and Charlie and Desmond are now going to go switch off the jammer at the Looking Glass. That's that that's the new plan. Sort it's, and it's like the, it, it's a plan in its infancy infancy stages because there's still okay. some unanswered questions. Everything's got to happen at the same time. Yep. Um. That and now we cut back. The hotel suite. Just drunk as fuck. Yeah. It's snowing outside and presumably some wet sheets. <laughs> Is that what's wet in this? I mean, flashback. S- somebody was definitely wet at <laughs> some point in that bed. If that particular situation ever happened to me, if I was in a in a bed with a couple of ladies and my brother came in and was like hey dude happy fucking merry christmas i'd be like get the fuck out of my bedroom what are you doing get, get out of here is, this is too weird uh, but i get maybe i don't understand it because i'm not a rock star so whatever you're not a rock star yet thank you um liam uh, gives charlie a family heirloom ring so this is the second property where this actor now has to deal with a very important, all-powerful <laughs> ring that has a purpose and a destination? Well, kind of. I mean, I, Mary really wasn't ever responsible for the ring for good fucking reason. Well, neither is Charlie. He leaves it in a crib, you know? So. <laughs> That's also very true. That's actually probably what would have happened in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Were that <laughs> If they were like, yes, Mary Pippin, you take the ring to Mordor. They oh, get to and they're just standing there at the crater, and then it, then like, he starts patting his pockets, and it just cuts back to the Shire, and it's just sitting on a stump. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit. Um, 
But but Charlie's brother brings up an interesting thing, because at this point, he says that Charlie's like the only member or he's the only rock star that doesn't do drugs. The yeah. only drug free um, rock star is what he right, says. Because we know that he has a substance abuse problem when he first gets on the island. So even, something even, happens. Even though, even, and this was a little frustrating to me. Like he obviously has a drinking problem of some sorts. Um, right. Alcohol is a drug too. fucking Liam. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it was the mid two thousands. We did not have that sort of awareness about ourselves yet. <laughs> Lost That's very certainly true. did not have a lot of awareness about a lot of things about no. itself. No, yeah, they're doing twenty episode seasons over here. Uh, we come back to the beach. Um, Charlie's sure. uh, Charlie's saying goodbye to Claire. Yeah, we're starting to have some some pretty heartfelt moments from here on out. Where um, Charlie's pretty sure he's going to die. So. Yeah. Uh, but he's not trying to cause alarm because he knows he's got to do it to save people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he starts having last moments with people, and it's um, really well done. I'm, I, I, I don't. I don't know if the pandemic has made me tr- like paralyzingly lonely, or I'm just touch starved, or what. But like all of these little goodbye scenes, man, my apartment oh. got real dusty. <laughs> D- the Hurley one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, the one thing I have to say though. You know, he's sitting there and he's having this moment with Claire and she's, you know, with the baby and, and you know, all this stuff. Claire is folding clothes very peacefully, very calmly. Bitch, people are coming to kill you. <laughs> Fold them shits with some purpose. Shove them in a bag. Who gives a fuck if your permanent press shirt isn't folded properly? Move, 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 move. There's dynamite in your camp. Flashback. Flashback. Covent Garden, baby. Uh, what song is he playing? He's playing oh, Wonderwall. It's, it's, <laughs> He's playing Wonderwall. <laughs> I remember that distinctly. I was like, is this motherfucker playing Wonderwall for real? And, and then it starts to fucking rain once again. Super wet. Um, we get it. He's gonna drown. I know. I was like, all right, if we're gonna do this motif, <laughs> we gotta do it in all the flashbacks. Yes. God. Um, <laughs> this is the rain shuts down the little impromptu Wonderwall cover concert, uh, and so Charlie's heading out somewhere, and he hears uh, hears a mugging in progress, and he runs off into this alley. Uh, he, he breaks up the mugging. This was a strange little bit of dialogue for me because she said three. I watched three people walk past, and not yeah. a single one stopped. And I was like, "How long were you being mugged?" Right. <laughs> just just playing tug of war with this guy in the alleyway like and and you were of of enough mind to count how many what people walk past right oh, help i'm being mugged oh there's a oh he's not gonna stop oh, no don't take my bag hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, 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 stop. Uh, <laughs> help i'm being mugged those shoes suck she calls him a hero though uh-huh. yeah um and that, and that's a pretty important thing to him number two bothers to write it down yep. number, number two. two the woman called me a hero in covent garden Cut back to the beach. Charlie and Desmond are prepping to head out to the looking glass. Uh, Desmond's making him a weight belt to help him swim down. Asks him a good question. He's like, can you really hold your breath for four seconds? I was like, does it fucking matter? It doesn't <laughs> matter. No. And and it's interesting because it's like he knows, like, because of Des- Desmond's premonition, it's like, I'm probably going to make it down there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he's having these visions, like he's seen my death and it's not trying to get down there. It's after I flip the switch right. or whatever. So it's like I, I pull it off and then it's over. So, like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like with Charlie beginning to say his goodbyes to, you know, to, to Claire and, and people like, yeah, like he obviously buys into the, the flash. So 
Right. You know, he, so he's mm-hmm. got to believe in his heart of hearts that even at the end of the day, he's going to die, but it's going to work. Mm-hmm. It's the entire reason why he's doing it because, you know, because of his the care for Claire and for Aaron and for everybody else. So uh, we cut to uh, what amounts to, I, be, I guess, the last of the fight prep work. Yeah, Bernard does a little target shooting. Uh, so it's obvious Bernard and Saeed are going to stay. Um, Rose isn't happy, but. It's an entirely too long scene. <laughs> I have I have a lot <laughs> of just agree. like screenwriting notes just for this episode. Sure. <laughs> they're 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 piecing it together it, again. Yeah, you're right. This scene takes too long. Uh, Bernard and Rose have a thing. Saeed Jack, uh, but then Saeed Saeed pulls out a thing here, and this is a, this is a moment of uh, I, I love Saeed. I, I, he's one of my favorite characters. But he pulls up and he's like, "No, Jack, here there, there's one change to the plan. You're taking the, the survivors to the radio tower. I'm staying here with Bernard, and you're leaving." And, and he tries to argue with him. But then Saeed says a thing that should have been said to Jack a thousand times since the crash. This afternoon, you said you were our leader. It's time for you to act like one. Yes. Because how, Jack, because how Jack leads is not leadership. Correct. It's, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a white man yelling. Right. And expecting to be listened to. Mm-hmm. Cut to, uh, and this is the Charlie and Hurley uh, saying goodbye scene. Yeah, just a really sweet scene, really well written, well well acted. I love that little that little interaction. It was wonderful. Yeah, I've I've dunked on Charlie in the past for being fat phobic, Um, but like he 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 wants to tell Hurley to go away without telling him why. Yeah, and so he you know he says you're just too big to come on the thing. He's like whatever, dude. Fuck. But then you know. Hurley's reaction to the goodbye is so fucking good too. He's like, I just want you to know I love you, man. He's like, Yeah, I love you too. Whatever. Get out of here. He's like, Okay, asshole, just just right. like okay, don't, can I can God. I go away, please? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 I mean, yeah, for for me, it, I mean it hurt for a couple of reasons because A, Char- Charlie's gotta be mean to Hurley to get him to stay away. And and B, he Hurley has no idea where Charlie's headed. Right and, and what he's planning to do. So yeah, it's just like that. That one hurt. That one. That one stuck me too. Um, I and, and George uh, George Garcia did a really nice job. Um, mm-hmm. who plays Hurley. He did a really nice job in that scene, especially like coming over. And he's like, "I'm a really good rower," and I'm just like, "Let yeah. him help you." Right. He's right. <laughs> his performance is always so genuine yeah. and so like so earnest. I, like his his delivery is so spot on. Where I'm just like, I I believe that yeah. this character like is existing in this world. Yeah. Um, the, the, and, and to, to follow up this, this sad and poignant and sort of beautiful moment with, uh, with her, we, we get another sad moment. Um, we find out who the third shooter is going to be and it's going to be Jen. Um, yeah. so, you know, the son and Jen potentially like they, they don't believe that it's going to be a goodbye, but well, like, and they've already been separated. Yeah. And so so like, like, They've gotten each other back, and now they have to voluntarily separate again in another dangerous situation. I mean, the hits keep coming for them. The so we we get a shot of the uh, baby's crib, <laughs> yeah, with the ring in it, yeah. Why not give it to Claire and be like, "Hey, hold on to this for me." Right, like I, I got confused by because I was like, because Hurley comes to collect Claire and and start hiking away from the camp, so it's clear for the attack or whatever. Um. And then, and then we see the ring in the crib, and it's like, did 
Claire forget it there, or did Charlie leave it there and not tell anybody? Like I, I was think confused he left by it there how, and didn't but, tell her. But yeah, that's like, what I gotta think. Yeah, like yeah, if if that's what the case was, if he put the ring in Aaron's crib so that you know the bloodline fucking continues or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's anything that we have learned from this show is that some of these people are not the brightest. <laughs> make the best decisions <laughs> i want to guess that there's like potentially like worms in the water um there's, there's communication issues yeah you know yeah it's almost like they're strangers yeah. who just like ended up on a, on a deserted island together <laughs> um and don't know how to talk to one another Except Almost. They're, except they're 90 days into it, you'd think yeah. you'd be able to talk to somebody by now. Precisely. For, 40 yeah. people living in that the close quarters for three months. Yeah. And how yeah. were should be closer. How weren't more of them fucking? Like, I... <laughs> there's There's been quite a bit, actually. Uh, but it's all the same people. It's all it's the same all, people. It's all Sawyer. Sawyer constantly getting tail. And yeah, they're, I mean... I mean, next time again, on Fuck Island, uh, <laughs> Charlie's supposed to drown, and he was drowning in pussy in this episode. So. But in a flashback, Gross. in a flashback, sorry, uh, sorry, I'll just I'll leave. What's that? What's that joke? Is the the cat, the the dad explaining sex to the kid? Uh, son, it's time we had to talk. Uh, sex is like the ocean. Uh, I'm drowning, and then he high fives him. <laughs> that is a web comic that I, I will have to try and find the the artist and credit them because we'll that's put it a on Twitter. Yeah. Super funny joke. It's a good web comic. Um, they go the the uh, Charlie and Desmond find the cable uh, that anchor that anchors the thing to the island. Like is yeah. it flo- floating? It's anyway. a very small it, cable to anchor a whole thing to an island. Well, like, it looked like it was like. On the sea floor, was it not? Like, what is that cable doing? Does it right. run power? Like, what? Yeah. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. it this is a cable in case you ever have to sneak in. That's what it said on the blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they sling it over the, the outrigger to guide them to the... Uh, guide them to the looking glass so they can find it. And then I think this is this is where we have our... La- this, this is where we have our number one hit, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we flash back to, um, and it's a, and it's a st- scene from the pilot, um, the night that the night that Charlie met Claire, the night the the first night after the plane crash, Claire's still pregnant, Charlie's uh, Charlie's on heroin, yeah, <laughs> and they have they have their little you know, <laughs> it's a, it's sort of cute. I mean, kind of like how do you how do you do a meet cute in a plane crash situation? I suppose this is it, especially when she's For- like nine months pregnant, <laughs> so with somebody else's baby. Uh, we cut back to the the outrigger and uh, Charlie. Charlie finally explains it. If we didn't pick up on it yet, these the, the, these are his greatest hits. His top five moments in his life. This is his uh, his final goodbye to to Claire. He tells Desmond to give Claire the note. Um, <laughs> Desmond tries the weakest subterfuge here. He's like, yeah. I've been having this flash about you dying this entire time, but maybe, maybe, just maybe. I'm actually supposed to take your place. Yeah. <laughs> So I I could see that the the thing that I took issue with is the fact that Charlie's like yeah 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 okay yeah sure maybe that's how it's supposed to be then hits him over the head with the oar I'm like you're <laughs> hanging out with Sawyer and Jack too much dude right. you can't have a conversation be like no this is my burden to bury be like yeah no I'm gonna lie to you and then assault you like, right 
like yeah. imagine if like so so say JP we were gonna like we were hanging out and I was just like uh you want to go to Taco Bell for dinner and then and you were like well, I don't know maybe we should go to McDonald's and I'd be like yeah that's a good idea why don't you hand me my car keys and then you turn around and I hit you in the back of the head with a bat that's not how adults <laughs> I mean solve problems that does sound like college though <laughs> to At be totally bat fair. Was foam right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Charlie is on his way to do something very heroic, but one of his last uh, acts on the the island is not a heroic thing. He gives Desmond a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah. the music in this scene, and again, the the writing and and acting and execution of it is is really really effective. But yeah, so uh, Charlie uh, knocks Desmond out, grabs the weight belt. And uh, jumps in, doesn't take his shoes off before he jumps in, um, kicks him off as he's swimming down. Um, all, another example of Charlie's poor decision making. Mm-hmm. Uh, spots the thing. He, uh, he he might not make it. He can't find the moon pool. He's going to drown. It's like, fuck. So, oh, so tense. <laughs> the so tense. That. The, and, oh, then he, and then he finally sees the, 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 the ripples of the water. He gets in. Um, and he obviously was expecting... Uh, to like swim to the switch and die and so like <laughs> when he bursts through the water and comes into this air he's just like oh yeah. my god oh like he's like ecstatic and probably rightly so yeah well and and then he expects like oh well now i just gotta go flip the switch and die but there's <laughs> two people there with guns <laughs> yeah. yeah he's trespassing now assault <laughs> trespassing well littering um <laughs> Uh, he was swimming 30 minutes after eating all sorts of infractions here yeah. my god and then yeah and that's it end of episode cliffhanger what and the then, fuck and then the two part finale yeah two part finale coming up uh, after this we will watch that um, so far in the future I didn't even put an air date on it nice. <laughs> it's gonna be a minute nice. <laughs> so that's it that's, uh, that's greatest hits um that's the greatest That's hits a, of the greatest hits. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, did we like it? Was it good? We ask ourselves: uh, Is this forty-five minutes of television uh, any good? Is it entertaining? Is it worth watching? Um, Jack, kick us off. Yeah, I I would say it's it's very entertaining. It's very good. I you know if I didn't have any prior knowledge of Lost, I think I would absolutely be very lost. Like sure like knew nothing about the show i'd be like who the fuck are all these people (laughs) but i you know having known just a little bit even just it it was really entertaining and you know i think that they did a really nice job like encapsulating it but i you know Mm, there's also totally there's also part of it that's lost because you know it's like i know that like this season is is when Dominic Monaghan leaves the show. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but so I know that like this is the end of the line right. for Charlie. And I sure, know that right. like Desmond's premonition is correct in some right. way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So like I understand like the weight and the gravity of Charlie leaving. But I think if I were watching this and didn't know any of that, I would be really stressed out for Charlie. Um, <laughs> but at but at the same time like i'm like i don't really know him um if i was just watching this episode but yeah i would say it's it was very entertaining um and i think it would be a much more powerful uh episode watched chronologically which i mean is Mm -hmm. the ideal of storytelling (laughs) sure right yeah um adam 
yes, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it was uh, by far, I think, our least confusing thir- uh, season three episode. Oh, that we've for done. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't well, know if that's because we've already seen the episode right before it or not, but uh, I'm well, trying to think I, of just this episode. I, um, Jack, the, the word encapsulating, I think, is, is mm. really good because, yeah, even even if you're just coming into this episode, you, you might not know who all these characters are or what the relationship is, but you understand very clearly what the stakes are yeah. within the episode mm-hmm. and what needs to be achieved within it. Mm-hmm. So in, in that regard, I, I very much enjoyed yeah. this episode. Yeah. And, and the, the, I guess the last thing I would want to say about it is that, um, I, I said earlier, the, the trust that had been placed in Kitsis and Horowitz to write this episode, um, at least from and Jack's notes, a uh, multitude of notes will attest to this. It it still does have screenwriting issues. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it's it's pretty um pretty wild to me that like what you know Kitsis and Hor- uh, and Horowitz are not bad writers at all, but it's no. wild for this episode to be the, the writing of it to be uh, I guess as inconsistent as it was, um as far as like you know with our very slow scenes, our very long scenes being interspersed with all these. You know. But besides that, I, I still really, really dug it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good JP, episode. Though, JP. That, though the yeah. heavy handedness with the water was a little much. <laughs> a bit much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I liked it. Cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's do it then. Let's, uh, let's get into everybody's uh, second end of the episode bit. Lost MVP. <laughs> Lost MVP is our favorite character of the episode, minus memories, minus context. Uh, just this 45 minutes, the person who kicked ass for greatest hits. Uh, Jack, who is your lost MVP? I mean, I got to say Charlie. It's, it was his episode. And, sure. you know, and I think that he, especially having to say goodbye to people and yeah. realizing that he's realizing he's going to die and he's going to do this like altruistic thing mm-hmm. and then has to say goodbye to the woman I'm presuming he's in love with as well as like everybody else to do this noble thing I think mm-hmm. is I think he's the MVP. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, Adam. Uh I have to agree. No uh I I racked my brain trying to think of somebody else that I could even give it to as a joke and I couldn't think of one Charlie um Charlie was the man from start to finish. Uh, Dom Monaghan fucking killed it throughout. Um, and yeah, Charlie. Charlie was my Charlie was my MVP, and I mm-hmm. Jack uh, Jack summed it up pretty succinctly for me. Yeah. Uh, JP, what about you? Uh, it's obviously Danielle. Um, <laughs> clearly, you, you need. You need some you need some dynamite set up to kill some people. She got you. You need a demonstration of that. She got you. You're going to meet her in a random spot in the woods. She'll just be there. You know, they they, they said, oh, oh, no. When when the trees start speaking Vietnamese, the, the USGIs were were, oh, no, this means death. No, it's it's when you start hearing that kind of French accent. You're already dead. My guy, Danielle is the jungle. She is the island. <laughs> oh man rest in peace Mira Ferlin we will miss yes. you she's amazing uh, lost forever the other the other half of this bit um, your least favorite character of the episode just this 45 minutes minus your memories minus context who fucking sucked who was out here just hacking it up on the island all day Jack what do you say well I hate that we have the same name um, <laughs> yes. Jack was the worst fucking character. And I was like, can he go 
have to flip the switch instead? If he's such a big man, um, can he go do that instead? Like, get wrecked. <laughs> Beautiful. It's just beautiful, Jack. Thank yeah, you. I, can't, I cannot it's wait so good. to see how many times fucking Dr. Shepard ends up being lost forever. By we, the time we do this need to over, start keeping it's a track lot. of this. I mean, I'm, yeah. I am keeping track of it. I can't oh, wait are. to okay, count it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, lost forever. Um, the technician in charge of the fake rain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fake rain in the van scene, the fake rain in the Govan Garden scene. Fuck, that was some of the worst fake rain I've ever seen in television in my history of feeling they're just standing over him with a bucket and just figure it out i have a note i have a note for the rain technician especially in the covent garden scene if he's in england rain does not just start like that it doesn't start with like like a a thunder boom right it doesn't start with a thunder boom it just starts it just just starts it just goes yeah Exactly. It's like turning on a shower. It just fucking happens. I lived in Ireland for four months. That's just what fucking happens. It just starts (laughs) raining and you're like, I guess it's raining now. Um, So I I also, that's probably my number two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, JP, lost forever. Uh, Juliet, um, (laughs) the way she was stacking the dynamite, like she was trying to put... (laughs) carefully stacked dominoes together or like she's placing a Fabergé egg. I'm like, you don't have a blasting cap. You're not, your hands aren't made of fire. Just put it down. God, it's not that complicated. See, I think, I think on that note, I would also have, I would also list uh, whoever did props because I thought she was placing like wooden dowels. I'm like, what the fuck is she placing these wooden dowels so fucking carefully? I was like, oh, wait, those are the dynamite. I was like, those are some old looking sausages. <laughs> Lord. Oh boy, uh, burning questions. Uh, we we always ask uh, just in case. Um, burning questions: a question that was brought up during the episode that you either hope has been answered in the past or will be answered in the future. Jack, did you have a burning question? I have several. Right. Um, What's your favorite? I mean, my big thing is about Desmond. Like, what's the deal with his flashes? And like, is he a good guy or is he a secret bad guy? Sure. I have yeah. a lot of questions about Desmond. Though I love him and I would mm-hmm. probably protect him with my life. So <laughs> he must be protected at all costs. He must be protected. That's a that's a good burning question. What the fuck is up with Desmond? Yeah. Uh JP. Uh how's my sweet baby boy doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know he makes it to season four. He's <laughs> just doing a little research on that all, trying not to bleed to death. Yep. Uh, uh Adam. Uh, who fucks Carl? <laughs> <laughs> crucial, crucial exposition delivery man, Carl. Uh, is there anything more that we need to know about him or not? Because I don't, I honestly don't think it's Alex because the kiss that they shared was somehow worse than than Charlie and Claire's. Yeah, it was exactly. bad. Like I was genuinely uncomfortable watching Alex and Carl kiss. I was like, "This is. Have you two met before?" <laughs> it was first day outside. Jack, thanks for coming on the Jack, show. Wonderful job. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. It was very fun to talk about a show I know very little about. <laughs> well, you did so, amazing. Yes. Thank you. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, you can follow me on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jack Loves TV. Uh, I am also 
a a brand new staff writer on the uh, Valley Star News uh, for my <laughs> community college newspaper. Um, nice. Writing some stuff. I'm so excited because that's my pandemic hobby is taking community college courses <laughs> and stressing about them. Yeah, I also have a podcast. It's not airing uh, anymore, but if you are interested in listening to more television, uh, I do have a podcast called Jack Loves TV. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you at home are trying to be lost with us, please check out our next episode. We will be watching season one, episode 15, Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't get enough of Charlie, good news. It's another Charlie episode. Oh, he makes it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on this show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost. <laughs>